0: Love Talk Radio.
1: You have the power to be, do, and have anything and everything you want. In fact, everything you have in your life today, you have created, whether you realize it or not. Don't like the looks of that? Then you've come to the right place. Tonight on Call Me Crazy, we're going to discuss how to use the law of deliberate creation to leverage the law of attraction and manifest nothing but things, people, and circumstances that bring you joy. So grab a snack and a drink and settle in for two hours of woo-woo. I honestly believe that there's a lot of power in manifesting our life experience. What you think about, you bring about. It sounds kind of crazy. I'll be real honest. The law of attraction is a law of physics. It works whether you believe it's working or know it's working in your life or not. Oftentimes, and I think that this is what happens in our world a lot, is that people, instead of focusing on what they want in their life and what is going to make them happy in their life, they focus on the lack of what they want. They focus on the fact that they don't have what they want. The law of attraction the law of deliberate creation, the law of allowing. I am that
0: which I am, a changing thing indeed.
1: And while I am that which I am, I am willing to allow all others to be that which they are. There is power in each of us, being who we are, sharing our authentic selves, even when we think we're going to get scrutinized, even when we think people might think we're crazy, this is where my hashtag Crazy came from, because I'm okay with that. What I live for is why I'm a broadcaster, my dreams, my passion. You're sprightly, so you have a great personality. <laughs> Somebody who has a spark is sprightly. That's the law of attraction. How can we love the world into a better place? And that sounds very woo-woo to a lot of folks. And the law of allowing is this idea that my allowing you to be who you are in no way prevents me from being who I am. And the reason that that works is because of the law of attraction. I get that there are going to be people who are like, what in the world are you talking about? You have lost your damn mind. And that's totally okay.
2: Hello,
1: Friends, Welcome to Call Me Crazy, a show about the law of attraction and all things woo-woo. I am Jennifer Miracle-Best, and I am excited to be on our third week of live broadcast um, to discuss tonight the law of deliberate creation. Uh, my regular co-host, Kristen Casey, is actually out this week celebrating her anniversary with her fiance. So happy anniversary, ladies. I hope you're having a good evening. And I'm super excited to have our guest co-host, Dr. Nikki Tobias, who is a life and executive coach with Grounded Vision Coaching. Welcome, Nikki.
2: Hello. Thank you, Ms. Jennifer. Thanks for having me. And I love that intro. So, so good. Yay.
1: Thank you. Thank you. We're we're uh, we're tweaking it as we go. It's it's a work in progress. And tonight I'm working the board, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> you got it, you got it. <laughs> well, we're super excited to have you joining us all the way from are you in wine or are you in Athens? You're in Athens, aren't you? Athens, I'm in Georgia. Athens, yeah. Yep, Athens, yep, yep. Georgia. Home of the university of Georgia, Bulldogs. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for joining us. Uh, For those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, if you have not uh, come across our Facebook page, you can find us on Facebook by searching for Call Me Crazy. Um, If you are following us on Facebook and you're listening to us on Blog Talk Radio, don't forget to follow our Blog Talk Radio page as well so that you can follow up with all of our podcasts. And so we are... Tonight, we're going to be talking about the law of deliberate creation, and for those of you who have been following along or listening the past couple of weeks, you know that um, last week we talked about the law of attraction, which is the most powerful law of the universe, and we're going to recap that a little bit tonight before we get too deep into the law of deliberate creation. Um, And so, tonight, the law of deliberate creation is going to be about leveraging the law of attraction to help bring things into our lives that we want instead of things that we don't want. So um, Call Me Crazy is a show that was the brainchild of Kristen and I because we really like to talk about the law of attraction. We've been using it a lot more in our lives over the past couple of years. And um, really, I kind of feel like there's something to the law of attraction and particularly the law of allowing, which we're going to talk about next week, um, that holds some... um, promise, I guess, for us in terms of creating a world that we all want to be in. So the purpose of the show is kind of to help raise human consciousness and awareness of our power to create our own lived experience, which then in turn will hopefully create a world experience that we all want to to partake in. Um, And so one of the things I like to say each week is just a real quick disclaimer that uh, we are not law of attraction experts, so to speak. Um, I think there are some folks who would call themselves Law, law of Attraction experts. We don't, um, but we do enjoy talking about it. We do enjoy reading about it and learning more about it and just really kind of um, expanding the dialogue. And so that is the point of our show. Um, and Nikki, with her background in coaching, also does a lot of work with the Law of Attraction um, and can do coaching with, through the Law of Attraction with a client. So... Um, with that, I want to kind of really quickly recap what the law of attraction is for those who maybe didn't tune in last week. Um, and the law of attraction basically states that energy attracts life's energy. So um, uh, like a brief sentence that kind of um, reflects that is things you think about are the, what you think about you bring about. You can kind of think things into being. And I know that sounds kind of crazy to people. That's why we are called me crazy. Um, but the, the, matter, the fact of the matter is that our thoughts and our words and our actions are all um, attractive. They attract like thoughts. And eventually, the idea is that if you were to think about something long enough with enough desire and enough belief, it must come into your lived experience. And so, that is actually what we're going to talk about tonight, is how do we leverage the law of attraction with states that um, energy attracts like energy? How do we use that to deliberately create the things we want in our life? Um, So with that, uh, there is a formula for creation, and it's kind of like if you were an algebra person, you kind of got to have all pieces (laughs) of the formula start to balance, right? (laughs) If If you're a math person. I admittedly am not, (laughs) Um, but the idea is um, desire plus expectation equals manifestation. Uh, Another way to say that is ask, believe, receive. Asking for something, believing you'll get it, and you will. Um, And so the key to the quickest way to manifest something into your life is balancing that equation. So having a desire for something, wanting wanting for something in your life, and then really believing and trusting that the universe or that God or creator or whomever is going to bring that into your experience, and then kind of letting that go, letting that idea go. Like, I want it, I believe it's coming, and I'm going to trust that it's coming to me. That's really the best balance equation to quickly manifest things in our lives. Um, However, there are other ways in which we can manifest things in our lives as well. Um, One is if, if one part, basically if one part of the equation is strong enough, then you don't necessarily need as much of the other part of the equation. So, for example, if your desire is strong enough, like if you really, really want something bad enough and you focus on it, you don't necessarily need the belief as much in order to manifest it in your life. And so an example of this in um, Abraham Hicks, which is uh, the source of a lot of our information about the law of attraction calls this a quantum leap. And it's the, the example that's used about this is if there's a child stuck under a car and the mother out of her own wanting, like her, her desire is so great because it's her child and she's trying to save her child, can lift that car off of her child. Um, And and stranger things, like these kinds of things have happened, right, where um, people have performed great feats of strength or um, just kind of things that you never, no one would ever thought was humanly possible because in a situation like that their wanting is so great that they're able to do it. Um, Whereas if she were to go to the gym and try to lift, you know, couple thousand pounds, or I don't know how much a car weighs, um, it would take a lot longer if, if she were ever even to be able to do it, because you probably couldn't believe, wouldn't believe that she could do it. So that's considered um, like a quantum leap. And that's where the desire is so strong that the belief doesn't necessarily have to be there because it's just that intense. The flip side of that is when the expectation is long is strong, but the desire or the wanting is not necessarily so strong. So in that kind of situation, it's typically that we are manifesting something we don't want. And so an example that's given of that is illness, such as cancer. Like um, we often hear about statistics about cancer and how everybody gets cancer. And, you know, if, for example, I have a history of cancer, my dad died of cancer. And so you know, I'm told as someone whose parent died of cancer, you need to make sure you get a colonoscopy, you know, every five years until, you, you know, you're clear. And the expectation is that because he died of cancer, then I'm going to get cancer. And so if I was to truly, really believe and expect that that's probably going to happen to me because it happened to my dad, it's obviously not something I want. But if I expect it and believe it, then I can manifest that in, in my body. Um, and so that's an example of the other part of the equation being strong. So expectation or belief being strong, but the wanting not being so strong. And so that's how we manifest things in our life. So that is an over, over like an over, uh, overview of the formula for creation, for deliberate creation. Um, I want to kind of ask Nikki, is there anything that I missed there, anything that you would add to what I've talked about so far about how we create? Of the formula
2: yeah a couple things um i don't disagree with anything you said everything that i'm about to say is, is an add-on so we talked a little bit about this sense of god or the universe uh and, mm-hmm. and how we use those things interchangeably um esther hicks abraham hicks would call it source so if you were sort of officially hearing this from the law of attraction gurus um it mm-hmm. would be considered uh, uh, source um But the other piece, you know, to add here, too, is about this sense that when you were talking about the desire is strong enough, even if the expectation is lacking, I want to really Mm -hmm. clearly explain to people that the desire um, can't be desperation, okay? So uh, a perfect example, you know, just about everybody listening tonight or going to listen to it later would think, Uh, man, I need more money, I need more money, I need more money. Mm -hmm. The problem with that statement, I need more money, you can have great desire for that money, but if you're saying it out of this sort of scarcity mentality, like I need more money, Mm -hmm. I need more money because I'm desperate to have money because I'm desperate to pay the bills or I'm desperate to (laughs) have to buy this thing, then that desperation, that scarcity model actually creates a logjam. So, you know, you got to reframe that, right? The desire is for money, but it isn't about – um, uh, needing the money out of desperation or what you can't have because you don't have the money. Instead, yeah. uh, there's this sense that you act as if, according to the law of attraction, right? And, and that, that you have to think about what it would feel like if you had the money. And that's the desire, mm-hmm. is the feeling that you would feel if you had the money. The money in and of itself does nothing. It's how you would feel with the money that changes things. And then uh, the only other thing I wanted to add was, You, the way you explain or you say about what you, uh, I'm not sure I'm going to get it exactly right, so correct me, but what you, like, think about, you bring about, I think is the way you say it. Um, Yeah. Another way that I've heard it and that I often say it is what you give your time, energy, and attention to expands. Yes.
1: Yeah, another way I've heard that said is, um, let me think if I can think about this, where, where attention goes, energy flows, which is very mm-hmm. similar to what you're saying, right? Like where you get yeah. your attention is where your energy goes, and that's going to manifest. And I'm glad that you brought up the – um that really pointing out that you've got to focus on like acting as if or focus on the feeling of having the thing you want because so often we get caught up because we want something so badly, right? And so we get confused and sometimes it's hard to tell the difference about whether or not we're fo- focusing on what we want or what what we don't have. Because oftentimes like you to use your example, we want the money because we want or need to purchase something right and so mm-hmm. the key word like you said there is need and when you focus on what you don't have it's like when you say I'm not going to think about x y or z by like just by saying I'm not going to think about it you're already
2: thinking about it <laughs> You did yep. right? it's like when somebody says don't think about marshmallows right it's like yes. it's all you can think about <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah, so it's important to understand it's a subtle difference, but it's a really important one because oftentimes people say, "Well, I've wanted this for months, for months. I've been looking for a job and I can't find a job and I want a job and I need a job. And, I, and, and the reason that you' it's slowing it down or log jabbing it, like you said, is that you're focusing on that I need one. I don't have one. You're focusing on what you don't have. I don't have a job, I don't have a job, I don't have a job, I, don't have a job. I need a job, I need a job. I need a job is the same as saying I don't have a job, right? And so right. you continue to attract that, so that's a really, really great reframe. Um,
2: the other, the other w- well, I was just go gonna ahead. say the other thing that I think about that for the folks that are brand new to the law of attraction is that sense that um, if you love it, let it go, and we always talk yeah. about that with relationships, but it completely fits with the law of attraction, right that if you really want it, you yeah. have this great desire. And then you have a lot of faith in this great expectation, as you described, then when you expect something Mm. to happen, you don't worry about it and you don't hold Mm. on to it white knuckled and you don't, um, you know, freak out and, and plan it all out. Right. Like nobody anticipates getting in a car accident on the way to work. So most of us are frantic and thinking every minute of the the drive, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, something's going to happen, right? (laughs) Instead, we expect we're going to make it to work fine. And so we don't freak out about it. And like I said, we don't white-knuckle it. We don't hold on to it like that. And so the same is true here, this sense that if you love it, let it go. Like you make the ask of the universe, say, here's what I want, that's this desire piece. Then you have the faith and the Mm -hmm. expectation that it's going to come through, and you let it go, and, you know, that's mm-hmm. part of it, because that, again, is in the land of abundance rather than scarcity. We hold so tightly to the things that we think are scarce or that we could lose and not get back. But those very yes. things we hold on tightest to are, are generally the things that we lose, whether we're, we're trying to control our kids or our significant other or, heck, even the dog sometimes, right? <laughs> like the money, the job, anything, like the tighter you hold on to it the more likely it's going to go the minute it can and and Absolutely. instead we have to give the things that we love and the things that we want room to breathe and room to come to us by choice mhm yes
1: and another way that you hear so it's interesting because a lot of times when you talk about the law of attraction people think oh that's crazy that doesn't really work that's whatever but there are so many expressions of that that really illustrate people's understanding of the law of attraction, whether they're aware of it or not. And one of them I thought of as you were talking about that is you, you might hear um, religious people say, let go and let God. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And the same kind of concepts, like praying for something and then let go and let God, because God will take care of it and getting at your, your point of kind of the language piece. And there's a lot of, um, you know, different language that is, is kind of semantics. Right. So, Um, you were talking about how Abraham Hicks uses the word source um, in terms of source. energy, Um, And so it's all the same thing. We just call it different things. Um, So I wanted to make make a point to mention that. I also realized that I didn't mention when we were talking about um, the law of attraction, we got into this last week, but I didn't really talk about it in the recap is that, um, the law of attraction is the most powerful law in the universe, and it's working whether we realize it's working or not, which means that mm-hmm. if we're not aware of the law of attraction and how we can use it, that we're creating by default. So if mm-hmm. we're not focusing and intentionally thinking about the things we want to bring into our lives, then we're just, if we're just kind of going through the motions and thinking that we're just getting what we're getting because that's just how life is, that's just how life goes, we just continue to get whatever kind of comes to us. Like when you don't think about things with great intention or especially with emotion, they talk a lot about that, um uh about in the law of deliberate creation, they talk about the importance of it's not just your thoughts, but also the the feeling behind your thoughts. So if you're if you were thinking about something with great emotion, if you're very passionate about it, whether it's positive emotion or negative emotion it increases the attraction of the thing you're talking or thinking about so for example if you're very emotional in a way that is you know angry because of something that happened when you when you experience that kind of high emotion or high passion about something that makes you angry or frustrated or sad then that's that's your point of attraction so Especially, you know, when, you're high, when, you, when you've got high emotions. So when you're highly emotional in a negative space, you're more likely to attract more things that will cause you to feel the way that you're feeling when you have that high emotion. Um, so it's important to realize that, you know, you can, you're creating your reality whether you realize it or not. And once you understand the law of attraction, how it works, and the fact that you really can manifest into your life the things that you want, then you don't have to worry about create. You know, you, you don't have to create by default so much, um, and so I think that's important for people to know because oftentimes um, people are really unhappy with their current situation or their current circumstances. They can't figure out. You know, how many times have you met people who will say, "Why me? You know, or why did this? Why did this thing happen to me? Or why did why?" Why does why do bad things always happen to me, right? Why can't I keep a job? Why – or relationships are a big one, right? Why is it that every person I meet is terrible, right? <laughs> or maybe you watch friends who are re- in relationships with the same kind of person over and over again. Um, and so a lot of that is attracting from the point of where your emotions are and not being conscious of the fact that we are attracting those people into our lives. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, even as seriously as domestic violence, right? My background most recently yeah. is in domestic violence. And, you know, there's there's a lot of statistics that show that survivors, you know, return to their significant other or are then, um, uh, you know, pursued by other predators. And, um, right. you know, it, it's hard to think about, you know, somebody attracting that to themselves but the way that I look at that differently, um, and I think you're going to talk later, uh, Jennifer, and maybe it's this episode or another episode about this co-creation piece, that when mm-hmm. you know when someone perceives th- perceives themselves a victim, they tend to attract opportunities to be victimized, just like right. those who perceive themselves to be predators behave as predators. Mm-hmm. And so you now, know the that cycle not- continues. Yeah, the cycle continues.
1: Yeah. And that's not to say I don't want anyone to misunderstand that. Right. That's not right. To say, that's not the same thing as someone saying in a situation where someone is raped or attacked like that they asked for that. That's not right. the same Absolutely. thing. I don't want anyone to misunderstand that. Um the, but the but getting to what you were saying about the co-creating is that, like you said, um, if you have a fear, and we kind of talked a little bit about this last year, last week I think, with the law of attraction, because I was talking about how my grandma used to always, every time I spoke with her, she would she would worry so much about me because as as far as she knew, most of the time, I was a single woman who was out by myself after dark, and that was terrifying to her. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And so always warn me, you know, or, or tell me, you know, you be careful when you're out. Or if I talked to her and it was after dark, it could be, you know, it could have been eight o'clock. <laughs> but if it was after mm-hmm. dark and I say, I'm coming home from the store, she would say, Jennifer, you know, you be careful out there because she just was convinced that, you know, somebody was going to get me. Um, and so what I talked about is how, um, you know, we, we are, we are co-creators in that, um in a situation where like if I were to be robbed or attacked or something like that, it's, it would be that I would have attracted what I was not wanting by my fear of it. Right. If I had, if I had really bought into that fear that my grandma would always kind of plant with me and worried about it, then um, I could have let that worry me and been in the back of my mind and always been scared when I was out and I'd be attracting what I don't want. And then the person who would you know who, who attacked me would be getting what they do want. So um, so that that's kind of that that co-creating piece, and and it kind of ties into something else that I wanted to mention, which is that you can't attract for someone else. Like you can't attract into other person another person's experience, and likewise, no one can attract into yours. So it's not this weird like kind of voodoo thing where you can, like, set a spell on somebody. <laughs> um, right. And, you know, you can, you can certainly, um, they do talk about how focusing on the negative with someone can doesn't really serve serve them well because the idea is that the more that we focus on what is right now, what our current situation is right now, if we continue to focus on that, then we will continue to attract more of the situation we're currently in. Yeah. So if you can't if you can't see beyond where you are right now, to envision or dream or you know, um, like put into the universe what you want, then you will continue to just manifest what you have. So in that regard, when it comes to deliberate creation, like I can't keep Nikki from manifesting things into her life, but I can certainly help her slow down, slow slow down the process if she calls me one day and is frustrated and talking about how sick she is, right? We'll use health as an, as an example, how she's been so sick and she's had all these health problems and, you know, just worried that this thing's going to lead to something else and it might be something really, really bad. And so, you know, to feed into that conversation, how only helps to feed her in continuing to envision herself not well. So Mm -hmm. the best, thing that I can do as her friend is to, at the very least, change the subject, right? So that we're not talking about the negative thing that we're drawing. And, you know, best case scenario is maybe to, to try to refocus on envisioning her healthy, right? And believing that the test results are going to come back good. Like, let's not, let's not jump to a bad conclusion. We don't have, you know, let's, let's envision how good it can go. Um, so... But ultimately, ultimately, I could talk all day long about how this isn't a bad situation. You don't have bad news yet. Let's wait until you have that. I could talk, you know, optimistically to Nikki all day long. But if Nikki's feeling, continuing to feel in this place of panic or worry or fear, then she's continuing to draw that negative, you know, attract that negative situation.
2: Mm -hmm. And just to clarify for all my friends listening (laughs) <laughs> there are no medical tests happening <laughs> i am good <laughs> this is just an example yes thank
1: you that's an example for the sake of example for certification. <laughs> yes. nothing to worry about
2: nothing um, nope
1: no. yeah so um so i think that's an important thing for people to understand too is that you can't um, people can't attract into your into your experience you can't attract into others now that doesn't again it doesn't mean that um, prayer isn't a, isn't a helpful thing. You know, certainly when you, when you see others as they're wanting to, to be seen, as they're wanting to be, it does help that. Um, it helps kind of, like, lift them in terms of energy. Um, and if we continue, that's another thing, though, if we, going back to maybe the example of an abusive relationship, right, if, if I'm in a, in a relationship with somebody who is abusive, um, who maybe is verbally abusive and tells me that I am worthless or that I'm, you know, I can't, I can't be who I want to be, or you know, kind of like covers me with his negative energy. Um, they can't, they can't control me, but they can feed that energy because what's going to happen is like our energies have to match, right? So if this person has all this negative energy and this fear and anger that they're projecting at me, either I'm going to match their energy to stay in that space, or it's going to be so intolerant. I'm going to be so intolerant of it that I'm going to leave. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Right. But they cannot, ultimately they do not have the control over me. It's up to me to determine whether I'm going to let that negative energy grow inside of me. And take over how I how I live my life, or if I'm gonna get out. Um, but I think it's just really important. Like, it, our energy from other people can have an impact on us, and we get to choose the energy that we, you know, subject ourselves to. So yeah I think that's
2: are, you know it's really convoluted right and and again, we don't want to offend anybody that isn't that isn't the intention here you know domestic violence and abuse and all that stuff is it's very very convoluted and and very very complicated um yeah. but you know if you just think about relationships in general, you know we get what we tolerate and we get more of right. what we tolerate and you know yeah if if we make somebody's bad behavior in our lives okay. And and then we stew on their bad behavior and we're frustrated by it and we're angry about it and we tell everybody we can how much this person ticks us off, then, yeah, we just attract a whole lot more of things that tick us off, whether it's people or that relationship <laughs> or other things entirely. Um, every bit of that sort of compounds itself. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that
1: clarification. Um, so... Let's talk a little bit about um, I want to talk a little bit initially about some of the basic um, ways in which Abraham Hicks talks about intentionally creating in our lives so um, one of the things that they talk about in in Again, for folks who maybe are just turning in for the first time, one of the resources that I listen to, I have the 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 book on the CD. It's um, The Law of Attraction, The Basic Teachings of Abraham, and it's in my car at all times. <laughs> Pretty much I'm listening to it all the time. Um, and I was just listening to The Law of Deliberate Creation today. And they were talking about how um, the first thing you really have to figure out is what do you want? what What do you want in your life? And they talk about how, many people right now, if they were to ask, you know, when they tell people that they can have whatever they want in their life, or they were to ask them, what do you want in your life? They would say, I don't, I don't really know what I want in my life. And so their advice is that the first step is to say, I want to know what I want. And so when you set that intention to the universe that I want to know what I want, then you start to see all of these things in your life that allow you to choose the things that you want to have more of in your life. And so it's like, they talk about it as like collecting data. So the different things you see in your life that you like, then you take note of that. If you see someone in your life who's really healthy and really active and they seem to be, you know, um, they kind of glow and they have a lot of great energy and you see that and you want that, then you know that you take note of like, I want that. Um, You know, I want, I want to be, I want to feel that way or I want to, you know, have that kind of energy, Um, you know, it could be, it could be material things, right? You could see someone who has a vehicle that you really, really want to have. But the whole point is until you're clear on what you want, you can't really intentionally manifest in life. Um, And so again, because most of us don't realize we can intentionally manifest into our life anyway, we don't even think about collecting the data because we think we're just getting through life. We're going to work, we're getting you know, we're getting a check, we're paying the bills, we're raising the kids, we're doing the thing, and just thinking that that's all there is. So the first step that they really talk about is, you know, ask the question or, you know, make the statement. That's the intention. I want to know what I want. Um, mm-hmm. And then along with that, they talk about doing what they call a daily workshop. <laughs> and um, for me, this is very similar to if you've heard of vision boards, Um, and kind of envisioning what you want and so they talk about for about 15 or 20 minutes each day taking a time taking some time and it doesn't have to be at the same time every day it can be in the morning it can be in the evening whenever but the point is doing it daily of sitting down and really kind of daydreaming and envisioning the things that you want in your life making a statement of you know, what you, what you'd like to have in your life, where you'd like to go in your life, what you'd like to do in your life and really focusing your energy on the feeling of what it would feel like to have those things. And it's just like, it's at 15 or 20 minutes a day, but it helps to put that energy and that passion, that, that feeling into the universe and it speaks to the universe and the universe can start to draw those kinds of things to you as a law of attraction. Um, One of the other things that I just thought of, too, that I don't think we jotted down, I want to say it while it's in my brain, is that Abraham also talks about one of the quickest ways, one of the biggest reasons that we don't get the things we want is because we will say things like, I want a new red sports car, Mm -hmm. but it's too expensive, Mm -hmm. right? we'll immediately launch the creation, like by putting, by, by making a statement of I want a, a red sports car. You already right. You immediately launch the creation until you say, "But it's too expensive," and then you basically cancel that creation at birth, like right at the beginning. Um, and so that's that's one of the first ways that we kind of undermine our our reality because we think we can't have the things we want, and that's usually the 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 the, the entire thought, right? At creation, like, "Oh, I really want to go on vacation, but I can't afford it." Or I really want like, a new car, but I can't afford it. I really want, I really want a new job, but, you know, whatever the butt is cancels the order. So that's important for us to know because I think that, again, I, we all do that. We all do that, right? We, we think of what we want, and then we think immediately of why we can't have it. And so that cancels the creation that's one of the primary ways in which we don't get the things we want. The second is what we already talked about, which is focusing on the lack of what we want instead of focusing on drawing the thing to us. So if we are wanting it for a long time, we might say, you know, I really, really want a new job. I've been looking, I've been looking, but it's not coming. And the thing is, you're focusing on the fact that you don't have it. Um, So the, So those are some of the basics that Abraham talks about in terms of using the law of deliberate creation um, to really start being intentional about manifesting in your life.
2: Can I add one more thing to what you just said about how we stop ourselves from getting it? Is that we don't, because we don't know how it would come. So you had given the really Mm -hmm. clear example of like, I want this car, but I can't afford it. Or I want a new job, but, like, a job won't pay me enough, or I don't know the right people, or I'm not smart enough, or whatever. But the other thing is, mm-hmm. like, if our vision is sort of bigger than we can imagine how that how it would happen, then we shut ourselves down, too. But that goes back yeah. to this piece about the desire and the expectation that, like, I genuinely envision myself on a stage somewhere with, a wireless microphone in front of thousands of people having, doing a speaking engagement. I don't have right. any idea the steps I need to take to make that happen, but it doesn't stop me from feeling the exhilaration and the, like, total motivation and excitement of having that happen. So yeah. you don't have to worry about how it's going to happen and let that be the thing that holds you back. You just have to envision yourself having the thing, doing the thing, being the person, whatever it is, you just imagine that, and then you feel it, what that would feel like to do it, to be it, to have it, and the rest is done. It's already coming to you. So don't yeah. worry about the how. Just worry about clarifying for yourself what you want.
1: Yes, yeah. and to go a little further with that, because I can see folks maybe who aren't familiar or haven't really been having this conversation for a long time being like, well, that sounds ridiculous. Like, how can it just the rest of it be done just by me having that thought? And the re, the reason is that when you put that kind of feeling and that kind of energy into the universe, that very clear um, communication about how you want to feel and what it is you want to do, it's not that the universe, you know, snaps. The, it's not a snap of the fingers and all of a sudden you have all of the things. It's that the universe will start to bring it to you through lots of different ways. You'll suddenly start to meet people who – might have an opportunity for you that leads you to another person that leads you to the next person that puts you on the stage, right? So it's, Mm -hmm. it's about putting it into the universe and then watching for those clues and being, you know, in tune and taking the opportunity, taking inspired action. And another one of the resources I've talked about on the show is the um, documentary, The Secret. And Mm -hmm. in The Secret, they talk about that. Um, Specifically, there's the author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. And he mm-hmm. talks about, you know, just really playing with the law of attraction and testing it out and how, um, I can't remember the exact story. I wasn't prepared with that story. It just kind of came to my mind, but the, he tells a story about how he has a thought um, in the shower about if he could sell, you know, a certain number of his this short book that he wrote for like 25 cents a copy or something, he could make a certain number or, you know, a certain amount of money. And you know, he kind of had that thought, and then it kind of let it go. And then he was at an event somewhere, and he met this woman who was a writer for the National Enquirer, <laughs> of all things. But she wanted mm-hmm. to publish for him. It was, it was just this crazy thing. So it was like, you know, he just put into the universe that I want to make X number of dollars by, you know, and I want to, I want to sell my work. And then let it go. And then the universe started bringing, brought this woman who had this opportunity that eventually led to him, you know, selling. Now everybody knows chick, Chicken Soup for the Soul books, right? So it wasn't that, you know, it wasn't that the universe just said, okay, here you go, here's a book deal. But, you know, you start to cross paths with people who have, like, energy and have, like, um, goals. And those things start to come into your life. So um, one of the things that I've heard people say is how, the how is none of my business. Right. How is my business? I just need to to dream up the thing. Absolutely. Um, So another one of the uh, exercises that Abraham, and we're going to get into some more of these in a little bit, but um, one of the, another one of the initial exercises that Abraham talks about when they talk about the law of deliberate creation is this activity where, you take a piece of paper and you write at the top of the piece of paper what it is that you want and then on one side of the piece of paper you make a list of why you want that thing and you might you make as long of a list as you can every you know all of the reasons why you want whatever it is that you're wanting Um, and you just don't force it you make the list until you run out of reasons that you can think of why you want it and then you're complete for then for then you can always go back and add more to it if you think of it later, but you're supposed to just write down the, the the reasons why you want it, and then you flip it over and you write on the back why you believe you will have it, mm-hmm. and again, you write um, you know as many as many reasons as you can come up with until you feel like you've exhausted that and then you can revisit that, you know, every day to kind of continue to draw it to you. The point of that activity is that when you make the list of why you want it, it helps to increase your wanting. Remember the formula we talked about at the beginning of the show is this idea of desire plus expectation equals manifestation or ask, believe, receive. So when you make the list of why you want the thing that you want, it helps to increase that, that part of the equation that is the wanting or the asking, and it helps you to feel strongly, right, because you're thinking about, well, why do I want this, which helps you to feel how you'll feel if you have it, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the other side of the equation is the belief, which is the list of why you believe you will have it. And so, again, when you can make a list of why you believe you will have it, it helps you to increase your belief that you will have it. And to helps you to get into that space of feeling like you really believe that you can have it, um, and so that was another basic um, exercise. And they initially recommend that you don't do, you don't try to manifest more than like three things at a time. It, it, initially, when you're first starting, um, so if you really want to focus on one thing, that's a really good idea because then you put all your energy into it. But they they suggest at the beginning you can do it for three things and not to try to do it for more than three things at once because you want all of your energy to be focused on the thing you're trying to manifest. So that's Yeah. And the activity. point
2: two is like you said, to, to sort of marinate in the how awesome it would be, right? In the like, right. why you want it, what you want, why you want it. Yeah. that That spending that time writing all that stuff down, you can't help but be in the place of like, Oh, that would be so great. Mm-hmm. whatever the that is. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this is one that I think you actually use this a lot in a, in because um, I know there's been times when I have been in a negative place and you have said, well, you know, how can we reframe it? And have even asked me like, well, you know, what if you were to envision an ideal situation? And initially it's hard. Like initially it's really, it it can be hard to conjure up the feelings, especially if you're starting in a place of frustration, right? If I've had a disappointment, you know, and that's caused me to feel negative. Um, But that's when it's most important to reframe is when I'm feeling negative because if I'm, feeling negative then i'm attracting more things (laughs) that are going to cause me to feel negative but we've done this and so i just want to mention like again for folks who maybe are just starting to play with this um sometimes you kind of have to fake it till you make it (laughs) so Mm -hmm. you know indulge activity and really try to you know imagine it until you feel it and so for some people um it might be easier like going back to the example of the vision board which is um well, we'll get more into that in a minute, but the idea of really visualizing it in your mind, and like Nikki was talking about, you know, envisioning being on the stage with the, you know, with the uh, the headset mic, and, you know, seeing uh, an audience of however large, you know, she's wanting to speak to, and like really feeling what it would feel like to be on the stage. For me, I'm... Um, I'm a writer, like I'm a words person. And so for me, I have found that when I want to really imagine it and feel it, that sometimes it works for me to sit down and journal about it and to write out the situation about um, how I'm feeling and, you know, almost like writing the story about how I want the story to go. Um, So that's another way to engage, you know, and if it's too hard for you to kind of sit down and try to close your eyes and imagine it and feel it sometimes when you do if you do a writing activity like you can really write out the details that cause you to conjure up the feelings that will help to attract the thing
2: yes and you know stepwise right so again initially um if, if it's like, man, this sucks, whatever it is, I didn't get the dream job or I interviewed and it was great and I was the finalist and I didn't get it and you know now it sort of feels like everything's lousy, right? I hate my current job, I didn't get the new job, there's no others that I applied for, whatever. The point is that stepwise, step step-by-step, you say, so what's a better feeling, right? And mm-hmm. so you do it little by little, even if you can't do a 180-degree shift to what is the ideal, it's like, what's better? And maybe the reframe there is... Um, you know what, then that wasn't meant to be. Like if I didn't get that job, right. God or the universe, something, someone, you know, is protecting yeah. me from what could have happened there. Or if, if that didn't happen, it was meant to be because something better's coming along. Or that didn't happen uh, because I'm, really supposed to be challenged to find the good in the current job I'm in. I mean, I don't know. It could be different for everybody, but maybe it isn't a 180 like you just said, but there are ways that you can feel better in your current situation, and every step that you take that feels better is more and more in alignment with, uh, with, with your source, with your inner being, with your best self. And so the more we can feel better in, in attempting to achieve the best we've ever felt, the closer and closer we are into the actual alignment with source, God, the universe, whatever phraseology you want to use.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's a, that's a really, really great point. And it's, and it really does speak to people of faith, right? And, and that's what, that's been a lesson that I've been trying to learn <laughs> and actually have been given the opportunity to learn a lot recently, but there's, there's something really freeing about, recognizing that when things don't go as I anticipate them to go, that trusting that it's a divine intervention of some sort, right? It is somebody like you, all those examples that you said, either protecting me from something else or just kind of helping to guide me along my path to where it is that I'm actually really supposed to be. Um, And when you do that and you can find peace with that, then you continue to draw good things and positive things instead of feeling frustrated or hurt or angry or, you know, depressed about, about it. Um, and that's a challenging thing to do, but that's where it comes back to, you know, all of us having the power to choose how we react to, to everything in our life, really.
2: Absolutely. Awesome. Our, our inner cells, our physical bodies are smarter than our brains. And your physical yes. body is trying to tell you every day, all the time, what your soul wants. The problem is we have spent so little time listening to our bodies. And yeah, our brains right. have gotten the chance to get really, really loud. And so that is the entire point of meditation or journaling like you were talking about or writing these lists of the things we want is that it helps calm the like hamster wheel in our brain long enough to focus the thought on one thing, to actually concentrate, not multitask like we do all the time, to actually concentrate, and then to give our bodies a chance to catch up and to, to feel you know good butterflies in your belly or feel your lungs expand or literally feel your heart warm about whatever the idea is, whatever the vision is that you have. And, I mean, that's why people meditate, right, is to slow their brains down enough to let their bodies come back to life and to give them a chance to be heard. And so the more we can listen to our bodies, again, it's all about this alignment. The more we listen to our bodies, our bodies will tell us, this is a good thought, this makes us feel good, or this is a bad thought, this does not feel good. And the more you can feel good, the more in alignment you are, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, all of it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, that's one of the things that Abraham talks about is that if you are feeling bad, whenever you are feeling bad, you are miscreating, whether, whether, no matter what kind of negative feeling it is you're having, it means that your body is telling you that you are, you know, not aligned with what your intention is. And no matter what you're doing, do something to make yourself feel good. <laughs> like stop doing whatever yep. it is you're doing, redirect and make yourself feel good. Because it, it, that is your point of attraction. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: And I All like I'm thinking actually. about the attraction piece like a magnet. Like if, you're, if your body, if your soul, if your heart, if your brain, whatever makes sense for you to imagine, if you were truly a magnet, you are going to attract to you what you are. I mean, that's what we keep saying. We just keep finding different ways to say it to connect with different people. Yeah. But if you imagine your body, your heart, your soul, your mind like a magnet, then what you are, what you have, is what you've attracted. And if you want to have something different, you must attract something different, which means you must be something different. Mm-hmm.
1: And along those lines, I remember, and I can't remember if I learned this on The Secret or where I heard this. But it was really powerful to me, really interesting. It might have been one of the secret, one of the books in the series of The Secret. But going back to this thing about you us being a magnet and you're attracting whatever you're being, Um, it, it also gets at what you're doing too. So one of the things, especially, I think it was around manifesting money. And it was this idea that, when you can be grateful, like w- when you give money out, it comes back mm-hmm. to you, right? Yeah. So, kind of going back to what you're saying about the tighter you hold on to things, the more likely they are to slip away because you're you're yeah. hanging on to them. It's this place of scarcity, this place of desperation. So, the more uh, generous we are with whether it's money or our time or our um, attention, like those kinds of things, like it, it it all comes back to you. What you put out into the world. Um, comes back to you. And so uh, I remember reading or hearing or watching somewhere about when you can give happily, right? When you can write the check for the bill (laughs) and really feel happy and grateful that you're able to pay the bill.
2: Yes, in gratitude.
1: Yes. Yes, in gratitude, which is another way, which, which we're going to talk a little bit more about, which is another way of drawing to you. But this idea of, you know, giving, giving money away, knowing that when you give that money away, there's more where that came from because you're giving it out. And so the universe has to give it back to you. It's like the universe has to meet you in kind. So if I'm generously giving of my money, then I'm more likely to get that back. Um, So I, I think that's really interesting too, because oftentimes, especially around finances, we can get in a place of scarcity. Um, and be afraid to give our money away or think, I can't afford to give so-and-so, you know, this money. Um, but a lot of times when you do that, things come right back to you. Uh, and it may not even come back to you in the form of money, but it might be in the form of a meal, which saved you money, right?
2: Right. Um I'll tell you, I go to a lot of networking events, and I do a lot of these sort of network lunches where people are able or where where we ask people to, you know, donate some sort of door prize to, um, you know, be raffled off at the end uh, or given out at the end. And and the phrase that we have come up with, because it happens so often, is when you give, you (laughs) get. Because I cannot tell you how many times people have donated something as a door prize, and then their business card gets pulled, and they win something else. And so that's the sense, like... It, it goes out, it comes back. It goes out, it comes back. It goes out, it comes back, and you don't need to be scarce <laughs> because when it goes out, it comes back. And so when you donate the thing, yep. you win. It, it, it all of that is the same principle. Mhm. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely, that's a really great example. Um. So. Can we, since we kind of touched on the idea of gratitude, well, actually, before we go into gratitude, do you want to talk a little bit about vision boarding, maybe for people who are not as familiar?
2: Yeah, um, so we we brought it up a little bit earlier, but in essence, it's kind of like Jennifer's example where you write down the things you want and why you want them, except you do it visually. Uh, So, you know, it might be stickers and things that you buy at, you know, some of those craft stores we know about, or it might be things you draw. Lots of people will cut things out of magazines or they'll print pictures from, you know, Pinterest or the Internet and put on but, again, a vision board is nothing if it's pictures alone. The point of it, then, is that you put it somewhere where you are are prevalently. So mine happens to be on my office door. And so every time I walk into my office, I get to see mine hanging on the door. And, again, the, the, the point of this whole thing is you have to feel what it would feel like to have it. So for me, I have teaching and speaking. I have things about the Bible. I have things about my direct sales businesses. Um, mine is outlined in little stickers of people and hearts because I want to be surrounded by people who are loving and inspiring and supportive. And I symbolize that for myself by surrounding my vision board with these little people and hearts and smiley faces. So it needs to be whatever that makes sense to for you, but the sense whether it's quotes or a picture of the car you want or a house you want or money or or it is actually feelings. I want to feel peaceful. I want to feel content. I want to feel alive. I want to be healthy, right? Whatever those things are, you visually put it on this board, and then you make a point of looking at the board every day, several times a day if you can, and feeling what it would feel like to have that thing. Here's the other thing, too, that is take chunks of that, maybe not off the board, but find ways to make smaller ones that then you can have in your car or in your wallet or hanging at your office or on your refrigerator in your kitchen so that more and more and more often you're seeing this thing that you so totally want so let's imagine it's a mansion on the beach and you find this picture and it's beautiful or maybe there's a a scene at a beach and that's been your you know the the dream vacation you've ever wanted to take and you put that picture five or six different places in your life and whenever you see that picture you're like oh Wow, it's beautiful. I love it. I can't wait to get to go there. It's going to be amazing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Then that's what attracts. Like, then the universe is like, I got it. I got it. I hear you. I mean it. You're clear about it. I got it. I'm working on it. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And the more, the stronger you are in that attraction, in, in the belief, in the feelings about how cool it would be. The faster that thing is going to come to you. So that's the general sense yes. of vision boarding, and everybody's looks entirely different. Well, and the idea of so we're going to talk about gratitude too. But the idea of being
1: grateful for the for for knowing that it's on its way, right? So the combination mm-hmm. of the feeling of how it will be to be there, but then being grateful that it's on its way and that
2: you're going to be going on a trip, whether you've booked the trip yet or not, right? <laughs> but I'm right. going. Right. Well, or imagining of- yourself on the beach or in Ireland or climbing the mountain, right? And, like, if you want to go climb a mountain in the middle of some really snowy place, then, like, feel yourself cold and climbing, right? If that's what lights you up, feel it as often as you can feel it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome.
1: Okay, so what I'm gonna do is um, we've talked a little bit about Abraham's workshop. We've talked about one of the other activities that I got from Abraham. We talked about vision boarding. We've got some more um, activities we're gonna talk about between gratitude, the prosperity game, and some other um, things that uh, that we can use to actively um, attract things and manifest things into uh, our reality. But what I'm gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break and I'm gonna play a song from one of Favorite artist, her name is Keshana Armstrong, um, and the song is "Can You Feel It." And it is such an awesome song. We talked last week with the, about how with the Law of Attraction, a really good way to shift your energy if you're in a negative place is to play a song, you know, or play music that lifts your spirits. Right? I'm I'm a big person. I'm a big music person. If there's music on, it's very hard for me to sit still. But there's certain songs or certain artists that we all love right that every you know we hear it and it's awesome and this song by Kashana Armstrong is one that I can like we play it in my car on like you know as as loud as we can and it's just amazing she's an amazing artist so I want to share it with you Um, we're going to play that and then we'll come back here in a couple of minutes
3: Was a child. My mama told me, girl.
1: armstrong from out of georgia one of my favorite songs that i i can listen to on repeat and just sing along and if you really listen to the lyrics it's one of those that like really speaks to like being anything you want to be and like feeling who you really are I i love it one of my favorites um so welcome back this is call me crazy with jennifer miracle best and my guest co-host tonight is dr nikki tobias of grounded vision coaching and consulting and i want to um have you nikki talk a little bit about your business and the coaching that you do with folks and kind of let people know what that's all about and what kind of services you offer
2: Thanks, yeah. Um, I got certified as a life coach uh, almost exactly a year ago, a little more than a year ago now, and it's an unregulated industry, so you don't have to be certified. Uh, But I wanted to do that, and so I'm a certified life and career coach. I do also uh, executive and business coaching and consulting. And um, basically, I would argue that there's three things that I provide. One, I work with people to clarify exactly what it is, is uh, sort of missing or wrong with their current lives and what they would want to be different. What are they looking for? Just like we talked about earlier, you have to know what you want in order uh, Mm -hmm. to start to get it. Then we strategize a plan to get whatever it is you want, better relationships, a different job, uh, more money, um, you know, any number of things, uh, actually. And then uh, I also work to provide ongoing motivation for the journey. So we might create a great plan And you have a lot of clarity about what you're after. And then, uh, you know, I don't know, your parent dies. And they helped be the caretaker for your child. And now you're sort of needing to to rework the plan that that changed things. Um, You know, we're all really aware that life happens. And sometimes we need somebody in our lives to um, to cheerlead for us and to hold us accountable and to help us reframe, like you and I just talked about earlier in the show. And so I've Mm -hmm. been told that... um, uh, that I can be really motivational. I can also be uh, pretty direct. And so there's a good uh, balance of challenge and support in my coaching. But uh, I'd love to have everybody visit uh, visit groundedvision.net. You'll see a giraffe and a horizon as a logo. Sign up on the newsletter and be in touch with me.
1: Awesome. And I would absolutely agree about that balance of um, challenge and support. <laughs> For sure. As someone who needs a regular, kick in the pants working with you uh, working with you has been really really great and has really helped me um, in so many ways to focus and um, even you know more belief in myself a lot of times entrepreneurs especially I think you know there's that um, sense of self-doubt or um, fear and so you've been a really great support in terms of helping me to reframe and put things into perspective so um, definitely check out her website, and you can also find her on Facebook at Grounded Vision. Um, she yeah. really provides some awesome content, and for insert sometimes it's uh, Facebook Live videos, um, which are really interactive and fun too. So, um, thank you for being on the show with us again tonight, and I hope people will check out your website. So, thank you for sharing begin, all that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, Before we took the break, we were discussing the law of deliberate creation, and we were talking about different uh, practices, really, for leveraging the law of attraction and for intentionally manifesting uh, into our experience. So we had talked a little bit about a daily workshop where you 15 to 20 minutes a day focusing on the things that you really want in your life and really um, kind of trying to create that feeling of how great it would be to have those things, which helps to launch the, the creation of bringing those things into your life. We talked about um, doing an activity where you name what you want at the top of uh, a piece of paper, and on one side, you make a list of all the reasons that you want it, and the other side, you make a list of all the reasons you believe that you will have it, and um, we also talked about the practice of creating a vision board that has images of the various things that you want to attract into your life experience. And the most important part of that being that you take the time to really engage um, in focusing on those things and imagining what it would feel like to have those things, which again help to launch the creation of manifesting those things into your life. Um, and we also kind of touched a little bit on gratitude in terms of that practice. Um, and so um, the idea with gratitude is that I, I often like to, to talk about how gr- when you are, when you express gratitude, you attract more in your life to be grateful for, right, because you're focusing on the positive things that you have in your life, you're being thankful for those things, and that continues to, like, when you're when you're grateful for something, you can't help but feel good about it and so if we're feeling good about something then we are raising our vibration and we are um attracting more of that kind of energy and so it's a it's a nice um kind of i don't know accessory or like component to a lot of these practices the vision boarding thing i mentioned when we were talking about it um not only imagining how good it would feel to be on a vacation in the caribbean but also to be grateful that the universe is bringing it to you. Um, we talked about spending money with gratitude, being grateful that you have the money to spend on bills um, and knowing that the universe would kind of bring, bring it, bring it back to you as well. Um, is there anything else you want to share about gratitude, Nikki, before we move on to some of the other exercises or practices?
2: Yeah, I think uh, going back to what you said earlier about, you know, sometimes it's hard to manufacture feeling good if you're in the midst of something really difficult or you feel like lots of things around you are lousy. And, um, you know, there again, I think it's about those those baby steps. So uh, maybe, you know, we talked earlier just a minute ago about a loss of a parent or a loss of a partner or a child or a loss of a job. And so you're in the middle of the grief process and things are really, really difficult. It's hard to imagine life being good and fun and, and living a life that seems full in those moments. But what you can mm-hmm. do if you're taking a walk is notice a beautiful tree and say, wow, like that's a really pretty tree or, you know, maybe have pets. I'm, I'm a dog lover. And so <laughs> it's hard for me to not acknowledge their love and appreciation and attention and, how, like, they don't really care that you had a bad day. They're just happy to see you all the time, and they don't have bad days, right? And so every little thing, you know, a cashier that might be really friendly to you, whether you say it to her directly or him, that would be lovely, but even just to say kind of to the universe, like, thank you for that person being so kind to me, Thank you mm-hmm. for this beautiful tree that I'm seeing. Thank you that the sun is out or thank you that it's raining because we're in a drought or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that is, every little thing. Thank you for the warm clothes when it's chilly outside. Thank you for mm-hmm. the the fact that I own shoes that I love. You know, every mm-hmm. little thing changes the way your brain looks at the world, and it will help you automatically find other great things. And simultaneously, then the universe is going to bring you more to be grateful for because you're already grateful.
1: Yeah. So it's like a great, great gratitude circle.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> kind of and then it doesn't bonus. have to be all at once. You know, Oprah, you know, yeah. clearly um, – Uh, made popular this sense of a gratitude journal and how, you know, she always talked about right before bed, she would write three or five things every night that she was really grateful for that day. And I mean, I love the idea about, of that. And some people, some people would really do that as though they did their, you know, Bible devotional in the morning. That makes a lot of sense for some people. It doesn't really make sense for me. I try to keep like books and computers and all that stuff like out of my bed. I want to go to my bedroom and I want to sleep well And so for me, Mm -hmm. I've just found it easier that all day, every day, like literally every single time I ride in my Honda Pilot, I'm like, man, I love this car. I love the stereo system in this car. I love how it feels to drive this car. I love how high I sit in this car. I love that I have a moonroof. I love that it heats up so fast, right? And I can go on and on and on and on. And, uh, you know, (laughs) Esther and Abraham Hicks would call that a rampage, right? This sort of rampage of gratitude and to truly feel it. And it seems like a little thing to love my car, but here's the thing. I truly believe in the law of attraction. So the more I love on my car and the more grateful I am that it gets me safely and in a fun way from A to B, the more times it's going to take me safely and in a fun way from A to B. Right.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. And, and on the flip side of that, <laughs> I feel like when we worry about the things, so I was told back in the fall when I went to get an oil change that I need new tires. And I was like, I literally just got new tires two years ago. But, you know, I guess, I mean, I do drive a lot and whatever. So, but on my mind, so I have been, and, and we're kind of going to talk a little bit about how we've manifested things in our life. And fortunately, I have not manifested this in my life, but I find, I have found myself, particularly in Michigan when it's snowing, being worried about the tires on my car. <laughs> now, had they never told me that I needed tires on my car, I wouldn't have worried. Like I would never cross my mind that I honestly wouldn't have known if I need tires or not. <laughs> right. Right. But because they planted yep. the seed in my brain about you need new tires, I have found myself like praying that it won't snow. Like, oh I you know and, or that if it does not, if it does snow it's on the day I don't have to really, you know, go very far. And so I believe that, like, I, I'm, I'm very conscious of it when I'm in my car, and, and I'll catch myself thinking that, and then I have to, like, reframe. Right? And so it's like I'm trying to undo the negative because I'm, I'm focusing on what I'm worried about. And so I will, you know, refocus and do kind of like you're talking about, about being grateful about the car, getting me from point A to point B, and how much I love it and how cute it is, and it's my personality, and all of those things. So that's a, that's a really great point. Um, Okay. So, another example or another tool kind of for manifesting um, is, and this one is particularly focused on finances, is the prosperity game. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, Nikki, since you were you were doing that for a while?
2: Sure. Um, so, the way it's described in the book, Ask and It is Given, um, by Esther and Jerry Hicks, is that um, the, it, I'll tell you how they describe it, and then I'll tell you how I did it, which I liked my way better. <laughs> So they describe that you take a checkbook register, right, just a thing where you write in what checks you've written or what checks you've deposited, the the place where um, those of us that are old school balance our checkbooks. That's what your checkbook register is called. And so they, they suggest that you take your checkbook register, and on day one, you write yourself a check for $1,000. And then you, uh, you know, imagine and you write in your register all the checks you would write to spend that $1,000 the same day. Then on day two, you write yourself a check for $2,000, and then you write enough checks to spend that $2,000. And then day three, $3,000. Day four, $4,000, and on and on. And so I put this prosperity game out to on my Facebook page at Grounded Vision, and I said to everybody, let's do it. Like, what do we have to lose, right? My favorite nikki mm-hmm. of all time is you're at no now. So if you want more money, there's no reason for us to not spend a few minutes and do this thing because in a worst-case scenario, we don't make any money, and either way, we mm-hmm. didn't have that money. But if we do start manifesting money, holy cow – is going to blow our socks off, and this will be awesome. We have to do it. So a bunch of people jumped on the bandwagon, and I said, listen, I want us to go one better. I want us to actually print fake checks, like from Google, uh, you know, like kid ones, if you're worried about getting, like, arrested by the <laughs> FBI or something. You know, print out some kind of check and actually write yourself a true check, And then what I encouraged everybody to do, my example was, put under the four, like the memo column, what it's for. So sometimes I wrote those checks to Grounded Vision for Coaching or to Grounded Vision for Speaking or to Grounded Vision for Consulting. And sometimes I wrote them to Nikki Tobias because you're awesome, right? Whatever is going to make you happy and excited and have fun that you're writing them. And then you get to write all these checks against it. And, And everybody, everybody that was on there says, the first few days you're like, "Oh, this is so easy. This is so easy. I can spend $1,000 and $2,000 and $3,000 and $4,000 and $5,000. This is so easy." But I promise you, it does not take very long. Because till then you write the $10,000 check, you've now written a $10,000 check plus a 9,000 plus 8,000 plus 7,000 plus 6,000 and so on. Pretty soon, you're beyond paying off your debt. You're beyond paying off your bills for the rest of the year. You're beyond buying some certain thing you might want or things, right? There's only so many, like, pairs of shoes or handbags you want, or maybe even it's a dream car or a dream house. But at some point what happens is you exhaust the things that you could tell anybody you wanted right now, and this is what's great about it, is then you get to really, really dream. You get to really what if it. Right? Like, what if I got to write myself, somebody wrote me a $100,000 check today, but the only way I got to keep that money is if I could spend that $100,000 today, what would you do? Right. (laughs) And it gets really difficult really quickly, but I can tell you it is crazy fun, and I absolutely swear it has worked for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Do you want to talk a little bit about how it has worked for you?
2: Sure. Um, I, so I was, I have been trying to manifest through the the prosperity game, and then also doing um, affirmations and guided meditations now on YouTube before I go to bed at night. Um, mm-hmm. I had started saying, "Man, I really need money. I really need money. If I could just make X amount of dollars, I could pay all my bills." And I realized that that was such a scarcity model, and so I started using yeah. some of the affirmations that are all over YouTube and anything sort of Esther. Uh, or Jerry or Abraham Hicks that you can find about money comes easily and naturally. I make money in really fun ways. Um, People enjoy sending me money. I mean, all these kinds of things, right? Uh, My income is always increasing or my income is always expanding. Uh, I'm a money magnet. That's my favorite. I cannot say the phrase, I am a money magnet without chuckling or smiling about it. Like, That feels so fricking good. I am a money magnet. I love that. (laughs) And so I just started saying that stuff along with doing the prosperity game. And sure enough, in about one week, I've gained four coaching clients in one week. I've gotten speaking gigs for no pay, which have then led to speaking gigs for pay uh, with larger (laughs) and larger audiences. Um, There's like money in all of my bank accounts. I've you mentioned meals earlier. I cannot tell you how many people have bought my lunch lately. That like didn't have a reason to, right? Because like I don't have a boss. <laughs> like my boss has taking the staff out for lunch. Just people right. say, hey, let's meet for lunch. We meet, and then they agree to pick up the tab. um My bills. Some of my bills have been lower. It was the middle of winter. I understand we're in Georgia, but it was the middle of winter, and I had the lowest gas bill I've had in over a year. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, like. It's That's- inexplicable, and yet it happened. And so for me, when something is inexplicable, yet it happens, it is God or the universe or source or law of attraction or something. And frankly, I don't even care what it is. <laughs> All I care is that what I'm doing is working, and it feels good, and it isn't hurting anybody else.
1: That's right. That's right.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> that is so great. It's funny. How because, about you? You've um, had several. Why don't you spill it?
1: Yeah, well, along those lines, because I want to, as you were talking about the bills, like, one of the things that you know, as one of my friends, and, um, you know, going through coaching with me, that one of my biggest blocks to uh, success is my fear, like my scarcity about finances, right? Um, so for those of you who don't know me, here here is my vulnerability for you. <laughs> um, I... Left a full-time, salaried position at an in, at a university uh, to start my own speaking business a few years ago, and um, almost immediately found myself kind of like paralyzed with this discomfort about my worthiness because I wasn't making any money immediately. Well, of course I wasn't making any money immediately as a business. Like you've got to build a business <laughs> to make money.
2: Uh, yeah, I absolutely you do
1: spend money to make money right Mm -hmm. and so um so for a couple of years now I've been really stuck and I and I know especially now when I left that job to start my business I didn't know really anything about the law of attraction at all um and now you know three and a half years later I, I have learned so much about the law of attraction about um you know manifesting things in our life that I have you know, come to understand that I've blocked myself from the prosperity that I want with my fear of scarcity. This place of being yeah. worried that know. But what's interesting is that I have stayed in this place of scarcity, despite time after time, time and time and time again, always being provided for. And always having everything I need. And so when you were talking about the affirmations, you know, I've started using this affirmation a bit myself because uh, for me, and and again, if you're a new listener and you're not familiar with my background, um, for me, spirituality was a challenge for a long time because um, I came out years ago as a lesbian and now identify as queer. And when I came out, you know, one of the first things that was brought up was religion in my family and was told that, you know, I was going to go to hell, and that God would never love me. And so, um, it was challenging. It was so challenging. I was just for a long time, I wasn't even sure I believed in God. Um, and it was quite a trip. And so, um, it, it was a few years before I, I found that a, a place and, and really felt like I connected with God or with with Source. Um, but when I did, it was like I realized. In retrospect, that I have always had everything I need. Always. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I've never been in a situation, thank goodness, where I have not had enough to eat or where I have not had a a roof over my head or where I have not had clothes to wear. Um, I have always, always had everything I need. Um, And so I started using that affirmation. I always have everything I need. Because despite the fact that I've always had everything I need, I – forget that a lot (laughs) so I get in the space of being fearful and, and being worried that, you know, I can't, I can't make any money or I, I whatever my fear is, like getting in this place about, about being fearful. Um, and, and it's funny because as you were talking about how your, your gas bill was lower than it has been, you know, in, in over a year and it was winter and like all of these things that seem impossible, right? Like it, it makes no sense. Those things have happened to me as well. Um, and, and there's been times where I literally have been like doing our bills for the month or, and, and thinking we're going to be in a much Worse situation than we are, and we really should. Like, in my mind, like, the, 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 I, I, there have been on more than one occasion where I've sat and I've looked at it and I've gone, I, I don't know how that happened. Because at the end of the pay period, we had way more money than I thought we were going to have. And I've literally thought to myself sometimes, it's like magic. <laughs> like, uh-huh, it's like magic. I uh-huh. literally can't figure it out. Um, except that I know that, you know, I'm always provided for, I always have everything I need. Um, and so, you know, it's really, really interesting, e- even this month, like I, I had happened to, um, I was looking at our data plan cause I feel like we have a bigger plan than we need. And I was trying to figure out, you know, if we really needed it all. And I looked at our phone bill for this upcoming month and it's like, I don't know, $88 less than I thought it was going to be. And I have no idea why. <laughs> like, I don't know how that happened other than I have everything I need. I always have everything I need, you know, universe is working it out for me, whatever. Um, so I think that there, there is a lot of power in the affirmations because it reminds us to trust. It reminds us that we're the creators of our, of our experience. It reminds us, um, you know, to kind of let things go and let, let things be taken care of. Um, but so as far as some examples of things that I've manifested, um, yeah, there's been some crazy things that I've manifested. My favorite story is about this hot thing rubber ball that I manifested at the beginning of the year, I decided on New Year's Eve, um, my husband was working, and I wanted to um, spend New Year's Eve. I wanted to bring 2017 in in meditation because for me personally, it had been a rough, I don't know, five or six weeks. Um, And I just really needed to refocus and be positive and um, kind of set my intentions for the year. So I decided that I was going to spend it in meditation. I used a guided meditation from YouTube that I had found. um, And it was about a 30 minute meditation. And, you know, it was this guided meditation that walks you down this golden path and you meet with your creative self. And at some point in the manifest or in the meditation, they ask you to visualize a tangible object to basically attract into your experience. It's supposed to help you see that your creative self is working with you to create the things that you are setting intention on. And so um, during the meditation, I at first kind of started to like panic. Like, I don't know what I want to manifest. <laughs> like it had to be the perfect thing. Um, and, and then once I kind of like, was, like let something come to me, what came to my mind was a hot pink rubber ball. Um, totally random. I know, but I love, I love pink. And I don't know, it's just, that's what came to my mind. And so they talk about, you know, visualizing how big is it? What does it look like? What does it feel like that kind of thing so that, you know, you can really manifest it. So I envisioned this hot pink rubber ball that was, you know, about the size of, I don't know, bigger than a softball, smaller than a soccer ball. Um, uh, And so that was kind of what I, that's what I decided I was going to manifest. And so I finished the meditation and you know, went to bed. The next day, the next night, I did the same guided meditation. Now, if you're like me, sometimes maybe when you meditate, you fall asleep. <laughs> I did mm-hmm. that. And so, in this situation, that was one of those nights. I listened to the guided meditation, and I fell asleep before I ever got to the part where they told you to envision the tangible thing, right? So I heard it, you know, in my sleep, but I, I fell asleep. So the next day, I went out to the store. Um, and I was at Target, and I was walking looking for some hair product, hair product, by the way, looking for hair product. And I walk to the end of this aisle, and I start to turn down the aisle where the hair product is, and I see the hair product that I'm looking for, and out of the corner of my eye, <laughs> I glance up because I see, I'm kind of like, mm, what is that? And then I look, and it's a hot pink rubber ball that is the size of the ball that I envisioned. And literally, it was like this, there was this confusion at first, like, what's that ball doing there? And then it was like, oh, my God, that's a hot pink rubber ball. <laughs> yep. And I remember thinking, like, the look on my face was probably, like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was kind of almost like I felt like looking around, like, is there a camera somewhere? Because this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, "What? are you kidding me? <laughs> this hot pink rubber ball, totally out of place, but actually, you know, perfectly in place for me to find it in, like, two days. It was amazing. It was, again, I felt like a message from the universe for me. Like, I, you always have what you need. You, you know, you always have what you ask for. All you have to do is ask for it. All you have to do is put the intention out and it's going to come to you. Um, And so that was an amazing, an amazing experience of manifesting something. So uh, that was the beginning of January. And then in February, I took a hiatus from Facebook. Um, Felt like I needed to get out of the negative feed and kind of refocus. And I, so I, in addition to taking a break from Facebook, I, I, um, started to try to do a more regular practice of meditation and gratitude. Um, and so I did the golden path meditation again. I hadn't done it since the beginning of January. And so I sat down to the meditation again. And this time when it got to the point of manifesting a, um, a tangible thing, I, what came to my mind was a single white rose. Again, totally random. I don't know, but a single white rose, what came to my mind, Um, I even thought about specifically, is it a bud like that hasn't opened or is it a blossom rose, or what is it? And I decided on like a loosely, like a bud that, but a, a loosely open, like it was kind of starting to try to open. And so that was on a Saturday that I did the meditation. Sunday night, my husband and I were, um, indulging in our guilty pleasure of binge watching Criminal Minds on Netflix. And, um, there was an opening scene that was a funeral. And they pan down to the little boy, the son of the woman who the funeral was for, and he's holding a single white rose. (laughs) And then it gets better because, again, I had that same feeling of like, oh, my gosh, that's a single white rose, right? And then they pan out, and everybody has a single white rose to put on top of the casket. So I'm like, holy crap. This is crazy. Twice, two times, both times that I've used this meditation, I have manifested the thing, like, within a couple of days. Um, and then what was interesting about that is that within that week, there were these multiple things I kept manifesting. So one of them was, you know, the, the white rose. Then um, when I had done that meditation night and I thought about the white rose, before I'd done the meditation, I thought to myself, what, what do I, what will I use when I do the meditation again? Like, what do I want to try to manifest? And I thought about tulips. And then I thought, no, tulips are too easy, because I had seen tulips at the store, like everybody was kind of doing the Easter thing already in February. Um, and I'd already seen tulips. And so I thought, no, tulips are too easy. And that's where I went with like a white rose. And then on my, my birthday is on February 11th, And so it was like a day or two later, I went to, um, I work at a job at a, at a yoga studio, and they had left me tulips, pink tulips for my birthday. <laughs> um, and then I had a thought, these all happened within a couple of days. I had a thought about, again, our, our guilty pleasure of criminal minds. There's a character on that show named Derek Morgan. And I don't know why I had this thought, but randomly one day I had this thought about, I wonder how Derek, they spell his name, Derek, like because you can spell it different ways, right? And uh-huh. that week we were watching it and he got a promotion where he got his own office and they put a nameplate on his, on his, <laughs> on his desk, which showed how you spelled Derek Morgan. So it was just like all of these kind of random, inconsequential things, but those are the kinds of things. that are like winks from the universe, right? Like literally asking for something or, or inquire, asking the question and getting the response from the universe. Um and so I think the most impressive one to me <laughs> was the story about, and this happened that same week. It was um, we were driving down. There's a main road near our house where we have a lot of railroad tracks around here. In fact, I'm shocked that there has not been a train that has come through here tonight. But, um, and the road was getting very like um, kind of sinking around the the tracks. And so when you go over the tracks, it was really bumpy. It was terrible. And the the traffic would get backed up and. Um, we were talking you know, every time I drove over it, I was like, Oh gosh, this is terrible. Well, this one day in particular, my husband and I were in the same vehicle and and we hadn't said anything to about it, to each other about it before, but since we were in the same vehicle, we're like, Oh, he he said how bad it was. I'm like, I know this is terrible. They need to fix this. I'm like there's gotta be somewhere we can complain. This was about one o'clock in the afternoon and we went on, you know, with our day, went shopping. About four or five hours later, when we drove back over the road, it was totally fixed. <laughs> it had been completely repaired and I and, and my husband like as we drove out he was like Jennifer they fixed it and I was like shut up he's like no really and sure enough they had fixed it and there was there was no sign of any construction or anything when we were went through the first time there was no sign of it when we went through the second time but in a matter of like four hours they had taken care of this thing again you know, kind of like spoke it into the universe and it it just felt like, I'm like, now that is some manifestation. (laughs) And that's where I came up with this idea or this word of manifestiac, like manifesting like a maniac. Um, So those are just, again, some maybe inconsequential uh, manifestations, but certainly things that I know were manifested through thought um, and kind of focusing on those things.
2: Would it be all right if I shared a couple more? Yeah, please. Of do. mine. Um, I had one like your pink ball the other day that I haven't even told you about. So I lost my like cuticle pusher. I had a really nice, like, heavy steel one and I couldn't find it anywhere. And I kept thinking, Man, I gotta get one of those. I gotta get one of those. I gotta get one of those. And it wasn't even on the shopping list of my app on my phone. And I was at uh Marshall's and so I was like, Oh, I gotta find that thing. And so I looked in all the places it would be in the store. Couldn't find it, couldn't find it get up and I'm in line at the cash register and all by itself is the exact one that I was looking to replace all by itself, not in the right section, hanging in the line at the register. And I was like, ding, ding, ding. And I immediately thought of you and the pink ball and a law of attraction. And it made me laugh, you know, like I had a good chuckle and uh, I think in the laugh more happens, but more seriously, um, I have two other relationship stories. Um, I'll start with the fact that uh I had been married, and uh when i first I waited till my later twenties when I got married, but when I got married, I was really kind of panicked about, man, I can't feel one hand of people you know couples married couples who are really happy and who I would want to model my marriage after and boy, this must be really hard, and um you mm. know a lot of people fail at this, and what makes me think? that we're going to do this any better than anybody else we know. And um, frankly, sure enough, a a year and a month ago, I was officially divorced. And, you know, you can talk about how complicated it is and relationships are are complicated, and marriage is not easy. I don't think anybody would say that Mm -hmm. it is. Um, But I've often wondered how I may have manifested that by this sense of you know, all these people around me have been divorced or never married or, or there's not a lot of really happily married people around me. So that was one example. Sure. But another better example is um, I had my mom in her third marriage, actually, a, a good example of what I was just saying, um, had right. made me move high schools. And uh, I became, I I met a young lady, a girl, um, I I don't know, one of my very first days of ninth grade when I was in a brand new place, and uh, we really headed off. And we were best friends all through high school. We stayed in touch through college, even though we went to college hours and hours away. We were, um, you know, both went to graduate school. We were in each other's weddings. And all of a sudden, she dropped off the face of the planet, literally. Um, You know, she had not been on Facebook um, I would call and text and she just kind of disappeared, even wrote her a letter at one point and said, you know, if I've done something to upset you, please let me know this relationship really matters to me. I'd like to fix it. Never heard a thing. And so, I mean, I knew where she had worked. She worked at a school and I knew where she had worked. And so I had even emailed her at work once and, um, at the school and I, I didn't get any response and, you know, it, it weighed on my heart for years and then at some point, I just thought, you know what, like, I hope that she's well, and I hope that she's loved, and I hope that uh, nothing bad is, you know, happening to her. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I sent her pink light. So this is really woo-woo. You don't talk about call me crazy, right? But uh, <laughs> out in the world is this belief that you can surround yourself with pink light, or you can think about people that you want to send love and healing and comfort. And in my mind, I just pictured her. I pictured us playing field hockey together in high school. I pictured all these things that I remembered and, you know, laughing and and going to dances at school and being in the bus traveling to field hockey games. I imagined all these great times I had with her. And I set her a bunch of pink light and I released it. And I really just let it go because it was like, this is weighing too heavily on my heart. I can't do it. Right. I got to, I got to let it go. And, um, so for for years, uh, you know, I, I sort of let it go. And out of the blue, at one point, I thought, you know what? I'm gonna see if I can find her, like again on Facebook or whatever. I really wonder what she's up to. I hope she's okay. And my background in domestic violence, I had been thinking the worst, right? That she was getting abused or something terrible was happening. And uh, mm-hmm. I ended up finding her on Facebook, and I or I'm sorry, on Twitter. She's not on Facebook, on Twitter. And I thought, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna send her a request to be Twitter friends. Mm-hmm. Um whatever that's called, I don't even know. This is how long <laughs> I'm on Twitter. Uh and I thought, you know what? Here is the thing. Um she's gonna now know that I know that she's on. But again, my favorite Nikki-ism, I'm at no now. We're already not friends or conversing, so I can make this request and she can ignore it and I'm I didn't lose anything. Or she's gonna say yes. And yeah. we're gonna see what happens. And um, so I did, and she did, and now we text just about every other day. We've talked on the phone. She's in Pennsylvania. I'm in Georgia. Um, But, you know, we message each other now. There's a student that was in crisis that that is a student of hers who I've talked to on the phone a few times. And and all that to say, this piece about you You desire what you desire, and then you expect it to happen, and then you have to let it go and In letting it go, it allowed her to come back to me and She's been very apologetic and said she just put her her career and her her this, this sort of sense of climbing a ladder ahead of her personal relationships and her personal life and Ironically, mm-hmm. now, we both have terminal degrees, and we both enjoy our careers and mm-hmm. And we're making up for lost time, and it's amazing. It's amazing. And so, those are two sort of serious relationship examples that I, I wanted to share. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a really great story. I thought for a second that
1: I, cause I didn't remember hearing the part about the pink light from you before. And I thought for a second that you were just going to say you sent the pink light and then she called you and I was going to be like, now that is some woo woo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't quite that fast, but I swear that the universe was working on my behalf. I absolutely swear it. Oh
1: yeah, for sure. Um, so, For those of you who have been listening um, the past couple of weeks, we're still figuring out this blog talk thing. But I have um, a listener that looks like there might be a question. I'm still trying to figure out who actually is just listening and who um, wants to talk to us. And since this person looks like they've been listening for a while and there's now a question mark by their their number, I'm wondering if maybe there's a question. So I'm just going to open up the line and say hello. And if you don't have a question for us and you're really just trying to listen, you can totally just say that. (laughs) I don't want you to feel pressured.
2: Say hello. Join us. (laughs) Laugh with us.
1: Right, right. So I'm going to say hello. So, hello, you are on Call Me Crazy. What's your name and where are you calling from?
4: Hi, this is Tasha. I'm from Virginia.
1: Yay, welcome.
4: Hi, Hi um, Hi. I love your show.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm just trying to
4: um, – I just have a couple questions about mani- um meditating and manifesting. I just want to know um, cuz I'm right now I'm starting like the guided um uh, meditations. Is there any particular one on the web cuz I'm I'm not sure which one to pick cuz there's so many. Yeah.
1: About. Wow. Um yeah, you're right. There are a ton to choose from. Um and I really have only used a couple myself um one of the one that i mentioned before that i used to manifest the hot pink rubber ball and the white roses um it's called mm-hmm. the golden path uh it's a, the golden path guided meditation i found it on youtube all i did was search for i think i actually searched for new year's resolution meditation because yeah. it was actually completed uh-huh. for 2014 um but mm-hmm. i um if there's a way, again, we're kind of new to blog talk, but I may be able to, to share a link to it on our page or on this episode. I'll see if I can do that and try to post it there. Um, or if you find us on Facebook, I can definitely put it on our Call Me Crazy page. Um, if you're on Facebook, you can just search for Call Me Crazy, and I'll, I'll put the link there. I know I can put it there. Um, but, Nikki, do you have any others? That, oh, oh before I, sorry, before I ask you, Nikki, I also use an app that's called Insight insight timer i think it's i-n-s-i-g-h-t and it's a it's a meditation app that allows you to like connect with other people who are meditating and there's all kinds of different guided meditations on there too so that's something okay. else that i use
2: but what about you
1: yes
2: i have three um, if you want to learn more about Abraham Esther Jerry Hicks and actually hear Abraham Hicks in sort of Q&A, my favorite YouTube channel is called Dream Unity 333. So D-R-E-A-M-U-N-I-T-Y 333. And I haven't listened to a single one of those, their uh, YouTubes that has had an advertisement, which I love. You get to really listen to it straight through. And most of them are about mm. 10 or 15 minutes. So that's what I often go to sleep to now or when I wake up. I don't go to bed to TV anymore, and I don't wake up to TV anymore, and I used to do that both, and I've stopped doing all of that, and I now only listen to things to go to bed or to wake up. Um, So I would offer that, but just like Jennifer said, you can search guided meditation for manifesting money. You can search guided meditation for forgiveness or healing or better sleep. Whatever you're after, um, those are out there. I would just say try to find the ones that don't have advertisements in them. And then an app Mm -hmm. that I've heard great things about, but I've only tried once or twice, um, but people who do a lot of meditation really love it. It's called Headspace, H-E-A-D-S-P-A-C-E. Mm-hmm. Those would be my three recommendations.
4: Okay, because I'm 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 getting it's bringing me peace and I'm really good at manifesting things. But um, <laughs> that's amazing. It's, it's really, it's, it's really like I'm finding it weird, but in a cool way. Mm-hmm. And yes. um, I I know it's so many things. I I really I'm trying to manifest like um because uh, I a relationship, a meaningful one, and um, trying to find new, like I'm really just trying to find myself because I'm like at this, I'm in my career where everything just seems like I, I just don't want to do anything that I'm doing anywhere. but I don't know what I want to do specifically. Mm-hmm. So I'm like trying to meditate and just find out what exactly that I want to do. And I keep getting music. But I'm, like, trying to figure out how I can get into that.
2: Mm -hmm. Jennifer, may I give her two questions for homework? Yes, please. Uh, Since, you know, we don't have time to coach you, and this isn't a coaching show, but my two questions for you for homework, number one would be what lights you up, right? So as you're thinking about a career or you're thinking Mm -hmm. about this relationship you want, number one is what lights you up. Number two, you said you want a meaningful relationship. You have to really get clear about what that looks like, feels like, sounds like, is like, right? And so um, I am not dating. I am not trying to date. As I said, I'm just a year over being divorced. But out Mm -hmm. of the blue the other day, I woke up in the middle of the night with this whole list of things that I want a future partner to have. And it was Mm -hmm. so intense and felt so good and was so real and clear to me that I literally got up in the middle of the night got a notebook out and wrote it all down and thought well I'll come back to this at some point but like that clarity didn't come from my brain alone like I truly felt like that was God in the universe saying these things are what you're looking for
4: well you know I wrote a list but that was like five years ago right
2: but now
4: like um, two days ago well not two days ago like during this Two weeks, I've been like seeing this guy I never seen before, and I um, it's like um, it's a daydream and it also comes in my dream as well. It's like I'm seeing this guy and he's like he's he plays like he's really loving, but he kind of plays the role of a father. But he he takes care of me, and and it's like he shows me the ropes of life, and and I. I was like, I keep seeing this person, and I'm like, is this someone that's about to come into my life, or is this something I'm manifesting? But it felt really good. It was like someone who really just, because I'm a giver, and it was for the first time I actually was in a relationship or this person was um, a person that was giving instead of me doing all the giving. So,
2: um, it doesn't really matter um, who that person is going to end up to be for you. What matters as mm-hmm. far as the laws of, of attraction is concerned is that you keep feeling that good feeling. And then yeah, I'd love mm-hmm. to have you join the ground division Facebook page and the call me crazy Facebook page and keep us up to date. It'd be great to hear what comes for you.
4: Okay. I'm going to, um, get away there right
1: now. Andrew. Great. Can you remind me your name? Cause I don't think I heard it come through initially when you introduced yourself. Is it passion? Did I hear? Yes. That's not that's your name. That's my, that's,
4: no, no, no. Tasha. That's my nickname, but my Tasha. other one. Oh. Yeah. Everybody calls me T. Yeah, I love Tasha.
2: it. Okay. Man, if she had passion as a name and she was having mm-hmm. visions of this dude in her life, that would we, be something. We get something. To own show. <laughs> ah!
1: Yes, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Tasha, for listening and for, um, chatting with us and I hope you'll tune in again and I hope you'll check out the I Facebook will. page and we hope to hear updates from you. You will. I'm adding you now. <laughs> All right, great. I'm going to put you back on listening. I hope to, last, last week I was disconnecting people. I didn't know what I was doing. So we're going to do uh, <laughs> listen. So have a good, have a good night.
2: Thanks Tasha.
1: Okay, great. Well that was awesome. That was a, a really great call and um hopefully that served her well and we hope to hear from her again. Soon.
2: I um, love how freaking popular your call me crazy radio show is. I just I, I just want to <laughs> give you and Kristen a shout out, a woo woo, for uh holding a Friday night show that people are coming to and um and you manifested the S H I T out of that, the name of the show, right? Do it. <laughs>
1: Yes, we did. And we actually have a couple other people who are are just
2: listening. Um,
1: Amazing. Thank you all. Yeah. So, um, again, I'm still learning the back side of this um, blog talk radio, but um, uh, we've got, like, three people listening and including Kasha and – it's hard to know when people have a question, but I think that question mark was it. I think I think she did have a question, and that's why it was there. So, um, oh, it looks like oh, there's another question mark. We've got about, <laughs>
2: Somebody else is like, wait, my turn. <laughs> oh, wait. how do I do the wait,
1: question mark? Yeah, I can so, do it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and try to take this call too. We've got about six minutes left um, before we sign off. So let's see what this person has to say and if they are really wanting to talk to us. Hi, you're on Call Me Crazy. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, my
0: name is Selena,
1: and I'm calling from Southern California. Mm. Hi, Selena. Thanks for tuning Hi. in. Oh, thank you. Uh, great listening
0: to you guys. Uh, my, my question to you is, uh, I'm the person that I'm highly intuitive, and um. Uh, I've been told I'm empathic, and so sometimes, like with my friends, uh, I I hear things or sense things, and I I tell them things. Don't know when to mm-hmm. quiet. And um, <laughs> like, for instance, my girlfriend, um, I had I had told her some things about her new relationship, which. Uh, he ended up just doing totally everything that I said came to pass. Everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I he's still doing the opposite. <laughs> I I mean I, I don't I don't understand that. It's like I get, you know, I'm not I, I told her to look, I you know, I can't I I I don't know how it comes to me or what, you know, what what uh, what the future may hold. I don't, there's a possibility that you could change it, you know, for, for yourself, you know. Um, right. Everybody has free free will. So, uh, but, you know, like her relationship, I, I told her it was the beginning of the end in regard to her son uh, moving in with her, with her boyfriend. And it all changed path, So it made me afraid for her because I wanted to to happen and a good play for but I don't know I don't know when or what what happens or what should you do in a situation like that. Just just be quiet. And just not say anything else about it because I just told her I go I'm just not gonna tell you anything else.
1: Even though I mm-hmm. can't say. <laughs> Wow, that's a good question. Um, Nikki, do you have an initial reaction to that or Of course do I, I do. That? Of course
2: you do. Of I course I do. And then I would love to hear, to hear what you have to say. Uh, first and foremost, you cannot ever give somebody what you're intuiting without their permission. I don't coach a single person in the world without their permission, right? They didn't ask me to coach them. I don't coach them. I'm their friend right? So if somebody doesn't ask you for what's coming through for you, it's not your place to put that on them. Okay. So that's number one. You have to ask permission, but let's say that person says, yes, absolutely. Tell me, well, guess what? We don't control anybody but ourselves and half the time we have trouble controlling ourselves. So <laughs> so I would argue that our plates are full managing the crap we have to manage. And so we have to know that whether we share our advice or our love or our opinion or our suggestions or, or our support How that person takes it is on them, not on us. We have zero control over that. And then I think you just have to remember it's not personal. She's got a life she needs to live. And so you had something that you wanted to share with her. It ended up to be correct. But what you don't know, what none of us know about anybody else, even when we're married, even when we're their children, even when we're their best friend, even when we're roommates, She's got a bunch of stuff going on with her that you will never, ever know about. The dynamics of her relationship with her boyfriend, the dynamics of her relationship with her son, and whatever sort of is going on in her own brain. So it doesn't really matter what we can say to anybody. What they choose to do is entirely up to them. As you said, Mm -hmm. it's free will. But, Jennifer, I know we're almost out of time. What's your take on that?
1: The other thing I would just add to that, that the other thing that I have learned that we also don't know about is we have no idea... What anyone, or even maybe our own soul contract was, when we came into this lived experience, like she could be experiencing the things that you're having a really hard time watching her experience, because that's the lesson she came into this lived experience to learn. Yeah, um, I had a reading. Open. I had a re- yeah, and it's really hard, right? I had a reading with a woman back in August who talked about, like, she told me that the angels told her that my end game is love and forgiveness, and so not only is my end game to learn in my my purpose, kind of coming into this lived experience is to learn about love and forgiveness. But there are also people who came into this lived experience to be in my life to help me learn that lesson. So that's the other thing I would say I would offer is that we don't know what 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 the what each of us came into this lived experience to gain. So hopefully, I don't know if that that helps at all. But um, that's what I got. <laughs> yeah, it, does,
0: it does help. It does help. It's just that. She keeps asking me. She wants to hear, and I don't want
1: to give
0: anymore because you know it doesn't, you know, because I see where it's going, you know,
1: and it makes me sad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I think that you have to either you, know, you have to either decide to be unattached to it and offer it to her in any ways that it will help her and let it go and be unattached to the outcome, or if you can't detach yourself right. from the outcome, then you have to stop giving the advice, like you said. So yeah. yeah that's what I yeah. So I am doing the right thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. So. <laughs> well, thanks so much for listening and for calling in. Um, I hope you'll follow our page on Wildcat Radio and maybe follow us on Facebook and, and listen in and give us a call in the future.
2: Okay. Yes, yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a Bye-bye. good night. Bye. Jennifer Wilson, what righty. you just what you just said, I thought about a different way. You know, I, I had often, when I was younger, prayed for patience. And then some very oh, wise no. religious people said to me, Nikki, when you pray for patience, you no. don't get patience. You get opportunities to be patient. Yes. And um, yes. none of us need more of those. And so, yes. When you just said that your end goal is love and forgiveness, you talked about people being in your life to help you learn that. But it also means that life is providing you these opportunities. Yes to where you have to forgive people and where you have to learn how to love, and that's the part that's tough. That's where the yeah. it, rough edge is getting smoothed, right? It's not just as easy as, oh, I'm going to forgive people and I'm going to love on them. No, no, no. It's about all the opportunities, quote, unquote, we have to learn how to forgive and to learn how to love when it's not easy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well,
1: awesome! I'm so excited. This was—I loved wrapping up the show with those questions. It was great having listeners call in and share their experiences, and that was awesome. I love it. So excited.
2: Awesome! Totally awesome. good. Manifesting
1: maniac. Manif manifestiac I'm a manifest. Manifestiac. Yeah. Manifestiac. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nikki, for joining us and for filling in for Kristen tonight. It was so awesome to have you. I hope that in the future you will join us as a guest. Um, I'm sure there will be lots of opportunities for you to jump in and help us out. Um, And for those of you who maybe just caught the last half of the show, um, Dr. Nikki Kobayes, Grounded Vision Coaching. You can find her um, at groundedvision.net and also on Facebook and Grounded Vision. Did I get all that right, Nikki?
2: Yes amen and thank you for having me on we are uh soul sisters in a lot of ways uh living some of our lives in parallel so i appreciate having you (laughs) in my life absolutely i appreciate you um
1: it's okay so with that next week we are going to be focusing more specifically on the law of allowing Uh, so be sure to tune in for that in the meantime follow our call me crazy page on blog talk radio our call me crazy page on facebook you can check out my website at com, and of course our podcasts are available fast shows so thanks so much again for tuning in this has been Call Me Crazy with Jennifer Best and Nikki Tobias have a good evening
3: I was <laughs> Mama told me, girl.